Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am recording these intros from all over the world. Right now, I am in Turkey on the Mediterranean Sea in a boat, enjoying the last moments from this incredible vacation. I just spent a week in Italy with my entire family in Tuscany. It was gorgeous. So many incredible moments. I'll have to do a whole recap about travel and beauty and all of the inspiration I took away from that trip. But for today's episode, we're going to go back into the archives for a very special episode that I hope you all enjoy. And I will be back next week with a brand new conversation. We're still in the process of editing it, but I think that this is going to be one of the best of 2023, which is saying a lot because we've had some incredible interviews this year. But definitely make sure you're subscribed if you're not subscribed and talk to you guys soon. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am so thrilled to be presenting Maya Allen's very first podcast. She hasn't ever been on a podcast before, so I'm like so happy that she chose Naked Beauty for her debut. She is someone that I've been trying to interview for a year and a half, but if you follow Maya, you know that she is in a different exotic part of the world, literally every weekend. It is impossible to keep up with this girl. She is living the dream as a beauty editor at Marie Claire. But here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize about Maya. And she and I talked about this. She is on these fabulous trips, but she is working so hard. The girl works hard. She is like pushing herself to the limit each and every day to churn out all of these incredible articles. And Maya has written some of my favorite beauty content on the internet in the past few years. Let me just read some of her headlines. Seven Tips to Pull Off the Ultimate Summer Glow Up by Rihanna's Makeup Artist. These experts can explain exactly how to identify your curl type, how to use coconut oil so your nails never break again. Has the beauty industry progressed? 16 female beauty icons reveal their thoughts. She talked to Zoe Kravitz about her line of lipsticks for YSL. She's interviewed icons like Gabrielle Union. She's talked to Michael B. Jordan. I mean, Maya has written some incredible beauty content and has been working in the beauty industry for eight years. Like she has just been at it, constantly hustling, always making a name for herself, whether she was at Birdie Beauty and now at Marie Claire. Like Maya kind of transcends publications. Like I will read her work wherever she goes. So I love getting to know her in this episode and learning what makes her tick and what drives her to keep going. I know you guys are going to love this episode too. There is so much to take in. So enjoy. And I'm doing something new with the show where I leave you guys at the end of the interview with takeaways. So you can look forward to that at the end of this episode. Subscribe to the podcast. If you're not subscribed, we have new episodes every single Monday at Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. And Again, so grateful for everyone who takes the time to rate and make a written review for the show on the Apple Podcast app. It literally means so, so much to me to get that feedback from you guys. All right, let's dive into the episode. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, 
eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I am here with Maya Allen. Thank you for being on. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. This is a podcast exclusive. It's your first ever <laughs> podcast. I know. This is major. It's I'm amazing. I'm so excited. Well, I've read your work for forever. I, I started reading your work actually when you were at Birdie. You're a big reason why I got microneedling. You wrote just such a glowing review about yes, microneedling. That was an experience. That was an experience. I couldn't handle it. I was scarred. I yeah. was not actually physically scarred, <laughs> but like I wasn't prepared for how painful it was. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I'm not sure if I would do it again. Oh, I 100% wouldn't. The entire stage of your skin being literally wounded was a lot for me to emotionally work through. Like I'm fine now, but it was... <laughs> It was a process. Yeah, definitely a process. Um, but the other reason why I'm so excited to have you on is like, I'm obsessed with your voice. <gasps> Thanks, Brooke. <laughs> I, I, I first heard you speak when we were on a panel together yes. forever ago, almost a year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, like you're gorgeous, but like this voice is everything. Thank you. You know, what's interesting when I hear myself talk, I literally sound like a regular woman to myself. But then when I hear myself on recording, I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Now I know what everyone else is talking about. (laughs) What 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 feedback do you get on your voice? It varies. Honestly, when I was younger, it was a bit tough to work through because obviously before puberty, it was at a way higher. It it was even higher. And everyone would ask where is this coming from? And no one in my family has my similar tone of voice, yeah. nothing at all. And every time the teacher in class would have to go through attendance and call yeah. my name and my name, my last name's Alan. So I was always first. <laughs> and it would be like a squeak in the, yes. back of the class. Like, and, Here. and honestly, kids are so mean of course, so cool. and would bully me, but it gave me such thick skin mm. from a young age to just truly embrace all of my quirks yes. and my uniqueness. And now I just think it's so memorable. Like anytime I interview a celebrity or any yeah. high profile person, they, they reckon, always yeah. remember me if I have the opportunity to meet them again. And it hasn't held me back from any interview or any job of course. opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like very feminine and very distinct. I feel like I have the opposite. I have like this very deep ma- manly voice um, no, and I you sound it. like, like Minnie Mouse. Like it's amazing. <laughs> Um, I literally have no idea how to even define the tone of my voice. I think it's just me. Yeah. (laughs) But have people, but people have thought you're like putting it on. Yeah. They definitely think that 
I'm trying to talk this way and I'm the opposite of someone who'd ever try to be someone I'm not. Right. I'm so authentically myself. So I just think it makes people smile. Like if I'm getting coffee and I say, how are you to the barista? They they look up from their cashier and they're like, oh, wow. You know, anything is just a surprising element. Like a ray of sunshine. Thank you. That you just bring into every room. (laughs) So like when you were interviewing like Michael B. Jordan, for example, (laughs) like did he say anything about it? Um, He definitely was into it. Just kidding. Oh my God, no. He didn't say anything about it. But once again, I just think, it adds to my flair and yes. it just, it sort of is just me. It's so weird because this is something that is innately a part of me. Right. So I guess I don't even think about think it about anymore. It. I will say I had one frightening, not frightening, but sort of scarring situation. I was a freshman in college. I was applying to my first ever internship. Okay. And my college advisor at the time was helping me book a free room. I went to Howard University. She was helping yes. me book a room to conduct my Skype interview with the fashion market editor at Oprah's magazine for my first internship. And she gave me a disclaimer right before my first ever internship interview being like, you should just warn her about your voice just what? in case. And I, went and I went into a room, Brooke, and I cried of my course. eyes out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get the job. This recruiter just told me that I should warn her about, about my voice. voice. That's inappropriate. Um, it was so inappropriate. And I was so young right. and clearly knew no better. And yeah. she was a college advisor who had done this so many years. years yeah and I remember receiving a pep talk from my family and just be like I'm gonna go in anyway and I'm gonna do it and I got the job and of course I you did. Like, I had to let her know that she should not ever give anyone that advice ever again and look yeah. at me now <laughs> now exactly so now you're a beauty editor at Marie Claire Yes. Absolutely killing it. How long have you been at Marie Claire now? So it's officially been a year. Wow. The time has flown by. I know. It was like an explosive year for sure. But And in that past year, you've written like what, 500 articles? Yeah, probably 500 and counting. Who knows? I've lost count so many years ago, like in terms of how many articles I've written. I wish I knew the number of articles I wrote, but... (laughs) You've written so much. And before, before Marie Claire, you were at Birdie. I was. And before that? I was at Cosmopolitan. Okay, Cosmopolitan. Doing digital as the fashion beauty assistant. Amazing. And in style too, right? Yes. I was at InStyle as their beauty intern post-college. Oh my God. So you've like been just your whole career. This is what you always wanted to do. Yes. I've always wanted to do beauty. So you're living your dream. I am. Amazing. It's it's so surreal. (laughs) So growing up, were you always into beauty? Did you grow up in D.C.? No, I okay. grew up in Portland, Oregon. Oh, actually. what? Yeah. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Wow. Tell so, us about that. <laughs> Portland is surely a special place. <laughs> um, it is one of the whitest states in America. It's yeah. literally 5% minority. So within that, there's wow. an even smaller window of African-American people. So it was definitely, I was tokenized my entire life. Yeah. Did you but, go to a big high school? I did. I went to a big high school. I went to Grant High School in Northeast Portland. It was, I had such an amazing family and I had my mom and my sister and my dad. And so I was really, really blessed and fortunate in that regard. Mm -hmm. And my sister is so incredible. She 
truly paved the way for me and like really showed me what it meant to be a black excellent woman. Yes. So having her as like a leader in the Portland community, as well as my mom and my dad really did make being the best possible version of myself. But I will say I was always the only one. Yes, always. Always. In yeah. every extracurricular activity, in every class, in every, literally every space I was in. Mm-hmm. So I had to really stand strong in my selfhood and yeah. my evolution and my progression into young womanhood. So it was surely an experience, but I'm very grateful for it because that's what drew me to magazines. Like yes. me and my mom every morning, she'd read her magazines. I I read mine and we would bond together and I would be so entranced by the covers of these magazines and the women inside of them. And I just always knew there was something bigger. Yes. And there were outside of my immediate family that inspired me, which was like, I'm so grateful for. I was able to be motivated by the stories told in magazines and it's really what drew me to my career. I just collected magazines. I collected journals. I my mom always was like, you were born a writer. You I were know. supposed to do this. Yes. I just always was so attracted to that. I love physical magazines too. And I have so many memories like you of going through them. But do you think people read magazines still? Like kids growing up, do they have these moments? Uh, I guess they're just like it's bonding so over the iPad. Now. It's so different now because of you know, where we're at in the world and the way in which we consume and digest content. I think there's something so special about a glossy magazine. I mean, at Mary Claire and at Birdie and at Cosmo, I've been really fortunate to start my career in digital and stay in digital. Um, Now I'm doing more print work, which I'm really grateful for. However, it's definitely changing. Yeah, definitely. and And also the reach of digital can't be beat, right? I just am obsessed with how many people get to read my work. Exactly. It's at everyone's fingertips at all times. I will never forget the instant gratification I started to feel when I was just a little baby beauty assistant. And I'd wake up to like 50K page views on a story I wrote the night before. And I saw the true power of the internet and how people don't have to pay. People don't have to go searching. Yeah. Yeah. It was just there at their service. And I yeah. was like, this is so cool. And I'm really driven by numbers and data. Okay. I and can see that. I just wanted to go viral because it's so fun. <laughs> so yes. the more eyes on my work, the better. Back to high school, Maya. Like I could imagine you being a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader. Okay, of course you were. <laughs> I was a varsity cheerleader were. for two years. Oh my gosh. Are you watching Cheer on Netflix now? I actually am the one person in the world who hasn't oh started God. yet. I don't watch you that much TV. I know you're too so busy. Weird. You're like literally so busy. I want to sit down and decompress, but yeah. Okay. Watch cheer on Netflix. It's honestly, but it really cheerleading is much harder than people make it out. It's a true sport. We went to gymnastics twice a week. We won first in state. Oh, wow. Um, We were the real deal. I I could just feel it in your bubbly, (laughs) positive personality. Yeah. So were you into beauty growing up in high school? Like, did you go through any, like, you're obviously a flawless skin now. You're so beautiful. Did you ever go through like an awkward phase? Oh, 100%. Okay. I was the girl, though, in middle school in seventh grade who was wearing bright blue mascara. Okay. Yeah. I definitely had my MAC lip glass stage, have gone like bought like 
a hundred of those. I definitely have always been into beauty. Okay. My mom had this perfume vanity full of beautiful glass bottles and I'd be so entranced by them when I was a little girl and she was like, you can't wear my Tom Ford. Um, (laughs) And I was like, I want to wear it. So I would go and sneak her scents when I was young and I would change up my hair. I think it was because I did have such strong figures of black women in Mm -hmm. my immediate family that I always was still able to explore. But I will say being in Portland, it put a very, put a lot of pressure on me to conform. For years, I straightened my hair and I had such bad heat damage. Right. Because I saw every girl in class and all my best friends who had like long, sleek hair and Mm -hmm. I wanted straight hair. So I'll never forget my graduation picture in high school. My ends were completely burned off just from truly abusing the flat iron and truly and just trying to revert my curls into something that they weren't. And it was a time of figuring out who I was and mm-hmm. what even I thought was beautiful. So I'm really grateful for Howard because that's when I got yes. to see the diversity and the, the, the true black multitudes of, yes. of blackness and our beauty and all of its glory. Yes. So, so yeah. yeah. So you leave Portland 95% white and then you Truly. go to Howard University, yes. which is 100% black. Well, not 100%. I watched an interesting documentary about white students at HBCUs. That was there are more and more of them. Yeah, fascinating to me. But mm-hmm. they they like literally just want to be around black culture, which yeah. is like okay, great, respect it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so then you go to Howard, yeah. all black. Was it like a culture shock, oh, but like in a great way? For sure, it was like swimming in both seas, right? Yeah. Like sink or swim, and I. Coming from Portland, being the best at everything, it was almost like teachers would unicorn me. They they think I was this other because uh, I was so well spoken and right. eloquent yeah. and a black woman. Yeah, they acted like it didn't exist. Right, and I was like, right. this isn't okay. And my sister is actually who introduced me to. HBCU. She went off to Spelman College and yes. she joined Delta Sigma Theta, my yes. sorority. And I remember oh, my mom's a her. Delta. Uh, shout out to your yes, mom. Yes. And I did a semester <laughs> at Spelman and I like just, I couldn't cut that whole rushing. It's serious. I was like, oh, wow. I yeah. can't. I'm not cut, cut out for it. Uh, yeah. Howard is the same way. Yeah. Um, it's definitely one of the best decisions of my entire life. Yes. But going to Howard was truly so integral for my growth. Yes. It was a true sea of black excellence. And I really learned to like stand in my power and introduce myself. There's something called the Howard intro where you say your name, your age, where you're from and your major. And even the way you say it and speaking with conviction Mm -hmm. and introducing yourself every time you stand up and ask a question Mm -hmm. in a class or at a panel. That's something that I've taken away with me for interviews, speaking engagements and just being around all these people who we were all used to being the best from our hometown. And so it was really competitive, but it was healthy competition. It was what I needed. And Portland is a very nice and friendly environment. <laughs> and DC isn't as like yes. as nice and friendly. So it really toughened me up a bit. I feel like I got sort of a my naive sense sort of evolved. Yes. I grew up from that. 
And so when you came into the beauty industry as a black woman, did you feel like from the start, like, I want to rep for black women. Mm -hmm. I want to use my voice and my position to tell these stories and speak to black women. For sure. I think that it's so important and vital that we are recognizing the power of diversity. But honestly, when I entered into the industry, there were so few editors of color and so few spaces for us that were already carved out to thrive in. Mm -hmm. It was like I had to be in these spaces and create them for myself and sort of I always loved Essence magazine. I always loved Ebony. But what about the other magazines? Like, can they also recognize our greatness? They need us too. It's like, we shouldn't be excluded from the narrative. We should truly take up space in these rooms as well. And so I was really moved to go to these major magazines and just make them black as fuck. (laughs) I love that. that. So I think you're still probably one of very few black editors, right? Yeah. I mean, they're way more of us now. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do you feel empowered to like talk about black issues or black beauty issues that always it's what drives my work. It's yeah. why I'm in beauty. The most fulfilling part of beauty is beauty in a cultural context, mm-hmm. beauty in the way that it connects the culture and connects our people and tells the stories that we've always wanted to tell. Yeah. I always felt excluded from the narrative. Yes, I felt like my skin tone, my curves, my hair texture, which I wear so many different ways. It hasn't been at the forefront of the media until now, until the last few years, I yes. think, which we are at a great place, but there's still so much more work. So much more work. And we are not even nowhere near dead. <laughs> are there like specific articles that you've written on like very black topics that you're proud of that like stand oh, out yeah, to you? For sure. Well, when I was a beauty assistant, even as a beauty intern at InStyle, I'll never forget the day I got to interview Sir John. Oh, Beyonce's um, makeup artist. Yes. If you don't know, you <laughs> definitely should know him um, about the best foundations for dark skin tones. And I was just an intern in a beauty closet. And I'll never forget seeing that byline about something that really mattered to me because so many women of color have always really struggled with finding shades for our skin tones. Mm -hmm. You know, nowadays, the past three years, I'd say shade expansion has become a priority for major beauty brands, but that wasn't the case back in 2013. So it was really amazing to talk to such an established makeup artist about this. And it was Beyonce's makeup artist. And I was like, what, 18 or 17 years old. Oh my God, that's a dream. That was one of my first ever stories. And then when I was at Cosmo as the beauty assistant working under Carly Cardellino while I was a beauty and fashion assistant, which was a beast (laughs) of a job. That's like too much for one person to do. I mean, assisting two massive markets at once is just unheard of these days. It's a very rare role. You rarely hear of that dual assistant role anymore. And I was truly in the office until like 11 o'clock. I know. I mean, I had no interns. I was doing shoots, writing three stories a day, directing my own shoots, managing a social media Facebook page back when Facebook Lives ruled the world. It was just like so much. So much. I was so hungry and still am for that opportunity. Yeah. But I remember Carly, and she is still such an amazing role model and mentor to me now. And she let me take on Cosmopolitan's first ever 
video franchise and it was called The Braid Up and it was about black hair. Wow. And it was their first ever video. And I'll never forget being on set and it was such a brand new thing. And it was so invigorating seeing these black models, this black yeah. hairstylist. We did the first video and it got a million views. Wow. And I was like, yeah, because this is the content we want to see. Let's exactly. do more of it. And yeah. so being able to birth that and have that be my baby and Cosmo's first ever video content that addressed directly natural hair is something that's I'll major. Always hold on to. In that's my major. And at Mary Claire, it's been incredible to talk to so many you know, celebrities of color. I know you've interviewed. Can you just, can you color. run through some of the like, names? You've interviewed some incredible people. Oh my gosh, man. Well, I talked to in 2019. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I interviewed Zoe Kravitz. Incredible. Ellis Ross, Michael B. Jordan. Um, I mean, all dreams. What, what, what was my career? Gabrielle Union. Yes. Cardi B. It's just been so many amazing. What was it like interviewing Zoe Kravitz? She has the most serene aura mm. and she took so much time between each question to thoughtfully answer them. And she's the most beautiful human. I've probably like one of the most beautiful humans I've ever Oh yeah. Seen she's realized. insanely and she's really gorgeous. petite and really just like stunning. Yeah. And I'll never forget she was answering a question and she complimented me and she was just like, you know, I love seeing faces that feel rare and feel beautiful, like your face. And I was like, Oh my God. What? <laughs> like I literally, you are the most beautiful person. And so I think that that just spoke a lot to her energy. It was like, yeah, she was so thoughtful. I think every time I sit down with someone, no matter who they are, I just want to create a story that, you know, sparks the human connection. I yes. like finding the human, the human. Same, same. So I really struggle with beauty podcasts that are so focused on just products because I don't think my whole thing is like, yeah, like we want Maya, we're going to hear all about your beauty products and what you love. Yeah. But I think we want to know who you are first and how you mm -hmm. think about the world before we get to, okay, what's this amazing red lip you have on? We should get into your beauty routine. Yes. Should we do morning or nighttime first? Oh gosh. I don't do as much in the morning. Okay. Let's do your nighttime beauty routine. Like when you go home tonight, what are you going to do? It's a pampering process. Yes. I, I love it. First, I start out by lighting my candles. Yes. Uh, okay. What are your candles of choice? Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with Byredo. They have this black saffron candle, which is also my favorite fragrance from them. And it's okay. just so woody and musky, but also very calming. I love their black saffron. So it's good. Such a good line. I know. I'm obsessed with, of course, Tom Ford. I know. Does Tom Ford make candles though? They do. They have a candle called Fucking Fabulous. Wait, I how do Fucking I Fucking Fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> how did I not know Tom Ford made candles? You gotta try them. Okay. It's so good. I love all candles though. I'm not like a candle snob. I'm okay. a snob about other things. <laughs> but I just start by doing that and I turn on sort of like mood lighting in my room just Love to set it. the vibes and I always turn on music. This is so romantic. Yeah, <laughs> Candles, lighting, I do. And then I, I take a nighttime candle lit shower too every <gasps> single night. What? It's Naya. like, and I'm a bath person, but I can't bathe every night. I try to at least once a week. Wow. Um, Wait, what's your sign? 
I'm a Libra. Okay. Balance. Yeah. Because okay, you, you, during the day, I know you are just like giving it a thousand and ten percent. So at night, that's when you really. Yeah. Okay. I, my phone is always on do not disturb. Yes. Love um, it. That's just at all times, just because for my mental health. Yes. I realized I cannot be pulled in a thousand different directions yeah. at all times. So it's uninterrupted time for myself and my skin. Yes. So after the vibes are set and um, I'm jamming, I have different playlists. I have a playlist for my skincare too. I feel like oh I should God. show, I should share. Drop, okay, um, please send it so I can at least link it into the show notes yes. of this episode. We need your skincare playlist. It's such, it's a, it's a time for yourself and your skin. And like who's on it? Is it like, listen to what your skin is it like Solange and like, it's a, it's some Solange. I'm into like Snow Allegra. Okay. I don't even know who that is, but I love her name. You would love her. Okay. Snow Allegra. Okay. Um, so many people, there are so many artists. I love SoundCloud. So I find a lot of music. I love there. That's really calm. And then I start with is clinical cleansing gel. Okay. I love it. Shawnee Darden, who's a really famous celebrity facialist, put me on to it and it's just really gentle. And I do that to remove the first layer of my makeup. Okay. It just feels really luxuriating. Yeah. And I have really sensitive skin. So I have to sort of stay away from bombs and oils. Really? Unfortunately, because oh. I wish I could, because I love the sensorial effect, effect of oil. Yeah. But I realized it was clogging my pores. Okay. Not all oil clogs your pores, but the ones that I were using. Yeah. It's just not working for me. I've been around the block with cleansers. So I know I you've tried a million this things. cleansing gel. And it's called Is? Is Clinical. Okay. Is Clinical. Okay. Uh-huh. And then... I double cleanse always. Okay. I use Renee Rouleau's line for acne. She has this incredible AHA, BHA blemish control cleanser. It's truly a godsend. I developed adult acne as soon as I moved to New York. I think it's maybe like my skin was spoiled growing up in Portland with like not a heavily, heavily polluted sort of airflow in this is not like that. So after trying so many products and being a beauty editor, my skin truly like freaked out. I actually wrote about that once, how being a beauty editor has made my skin worse. I know. And it was so... Wait, we should talk about that because I feel like you have to try so many products. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's truly a part of our job, which I'm so grateful for. I'm grateful for the excess of products that are at my demand to test and try, but I'm one person, so it's physically impossible I know. for me to do so. But when it comes to my skincare, girlfriend has to say, regimented. I truly do not switch up my hero products very often. I'm super wary about it. Yeah, Yeah. because I have baby sensitive, angry skin that will like (laughs) yell at me if I try something too harsh. It doesn't matter if it can be like $500 or too expensive. I will break out and my skin will be like, girl, what you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Too much. So I stick to what my skin loves. And then, so I love Renee Rouleau because she'll come and you can um, 
go and get a facial with her. And she truly broke down so many of my concerns Mm -hmm. and her line for acne is just one. It's like not incredibly expensive. I know I've heard, I've had guests on the show rave about her. Yeah. Chrissy Ford is a huge fan. Yeah. She does love her. We've talked about her before and she just has a lot of acne targeted skincare products that have really faded my dark spots, Mm -hmm. help even, you know, my skin tone Mm -hmm. and it's incredible. So I double cleanse. So I then go in and I cleanse with her AJ cleanser and I really take my time with it. I think when you don't have to rush through your skincare routine, it's when it, it really truly feels like self-care. So I lather, I massage, Love it. I might like dance around and bop around to the music. (laughs) It's just like my time for me and no one else. And I sort of let each thing have its stage on my skin. So sometimes a little trick of mine is like when I don't want to do a mask, when I've sort of over masked, cause I can do masks like every single day, but (laughs) I realize sometimes that will break me out. Cause I do try a lot of different masks too for work. I'll let my cleanser like sit on my skin when I shower and sort of oh, wow. the, the warmness from the water will really open up my pores and let my cleanser absorb. So it's almost like making my cleanser turning it into a quick mask. Yeah. Um, so I leave that's it on my so skin. interesting because I feel like that's something that I've heard is people basically put their cleanser on too quickly and rinse it off too fast. Like they're not yeah. giving their, cle- you're like not giving your cleanser it's a moment. It's not as effective. You got to let it have its stage and really show love to the skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounded really sexual, but yeah, you know, it's This true. whole thing is very sexual. <laughs> Me and skin and beauty. It's an intimate relationship. Yes, yes. Um, so then I do that. And then, yeah, most of the time I shower while I let the AHA cleanser absorb into my skin skin and I take it off in the shower. And then afterwards I tone, I use Renee Rouleau's moisture toner. It's so incredible when it comes to hydration. Mm. Are you a big believer of toners? Toner the slash right essences. toner okay. and toner can be so confusing because you're like, what the hell is this even doing to yes. my skin? And I think that it allows products to follow absorb better okay okay it creates a more clean canvas yes and it truly is another step to remove all the grime and impurities yes because you're a makeup wearer like me totally oh i love a full face yeah so girls that don't wear makeup have very different like nighttime routine for sure i'm like getting off like not only foundation like primer sunscreen like they're yeah totally yeah yeah. So it's important to have a very effective yes. skincare routine that truly cleanses your skin. And even sometimes when you tone, you can see, oh, there's a little bit of makeup left bit. in my hairline or like yeah. underneath the neck where I like forgot to take it off. Exactly. So that also is helpful. And after I tone, I moisturize. I'm obsessed with Dr. Barbara Sturm's Hyaluronic Acid Serum. She has a whole line made for darker skin tones, which let's just like clap it up for that because a luxury line made for women of color that truly works and is effective. There's so few of those. We need more of those. Like let's make a call to action for more. But 
her line, it's truly magic. And I know it's so expensive, but I promise it's worth every penny. Okay. This comes up, by the way, pretty much. on it's like basically like an inside joke on Naked Beauty at this point, because everyone loves her products, but no one who loves them actually pays for them, which you, I, don't, you don't pay for anything. Yeah. So like, fair. I haven't bought a beauty product in I know, it's, it's, <laughs> but you love it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, it's so good. But guess what? It's savory, right? You get a hefty amount yes. of hyaluronic acid serum. Oh, yeah. I tried the hyaluronic acid serum and yeah. I was like, am I about to spend $300? I know. I know. But I, I know. promise she's I know. so knowledgeable. I'll never forget. This was about two years ago. She hosted a round table full of... Yeah. You were there. No, no, no. Well, she she invited me to one recently and I wasn't able to make it, but they like treated me to a facial. I think that their PR outreach to women of color oh, is incredible. incredible. And she sat there and she talked to us all about mm-hmm. what our concerns were. And she sort of let us like interrogate her yeah. on her knowledge. And she's so knowledgeable. She's yeah. so wise. She seems great. I need to get her on the podcast, actually. And oh, just, she's like, incredible. And the line was inspired by Angela Bassett and Jada Pinkett Smith. And I absolutely love it. And I literally use like maybe a half dollop of a drop because it's so potent. And I just pat it into my skin. Yes. Hyaluronic acid is a game changer. It's my favorite ingredient of all time. It just truly is the secret to a glow. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Um, So, okay. So now you have your hyaluronic acid on. Yes. And so then... I also layer Is Clinical's Hydrocool Serum. Okay. It's so cooling and refreshing and also just an extra dose of moisture. Okay. And then after that, I go in with my moisturizer from okay. Dr. Barbara Sturm for dark skin tones. It's full of a lot of like acne fighting ingredients and it's truly is what I can credit to solving my hyperpigmentation, which is an ongoing issue for me. Thank God for foundation. But yeah, it I'll wake up and I won't like whatever spot will be completely yeah. gone. I'm like, is this a magic trick on my face? Wow. Um, Have you tried vitamin C for hyperpigmentation? I feel like yeah, that makes a big difference. I love the vitamin C serum from Dr. Dennis Gross. Oh yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Have you tried your Epilogic one yet? I need to try the Renew Growth Serum. Oh, that is too. Bomb. I've talked to Sophia Rowe about that since then. I yeah. interviewed her for a feature and she was like, oh, it's the real deal. It's bomb. I I am so excited. Yeah. She's at like the top of my list to try. I know, but you only have one face as, as you, yeah. you probably have. But I love supporting lines and products made by women of color, even if it's not specifically for women of color, like her line. But yeah. I just think it's so dope to see black women creating dope beauty products. I agree. She's so smart. And I know. Yeah. Everyone's heard her on the podcast. She gave us the deep dive and we talked about plastic surgery too, which is fascinating. It um, truly is. Speaking of black owned beauty brands, because you get to try everything. People send you a million things. What are some of your favorite black owned beauty brands? I love Hanahana Beauty. Yes. We love their shea butter. Yes. It's so soft and buttery. It truly makes my skin feel like velvet. It's the best. And I'm obsessed with Ipara skincare. Okay. How um, do you spell that? Ipara? E-P-A-R-A. Okay. Um, It is available at Barney's, which is like so amazing because- R.I.P. Barney's though. I 
no, well, it used to be when it was when it was newly launched. And it's just full of a lot of African botanical ingredients. And she has this like night bomb that I really love to massage all over my decollete and sort of reimagine as body butter because it's just so rich and feels so good. I also love Butter skincare. It's okay. also Shea Butter. It was created by Dorian and he's just so fabulous and truly has the best skin ever and no skin. Yeah. So that's amazing. And as far as makeup, I'm a really big fan of minted cosmetics. Yes, minted. They're so good. Their lipsticks and their lip liner and their eyeshadow palette. It's like called, it's all for like neutrals for mm. women of color. And it's truly just a one-stop shop if you're busy and always on the go. I've always been a fan of the lip bar. Melissa Butler is just, yes. she's been in the game before it was even a thing. And it's just like so smart. AJ Crimson Beauty is amazing. Sir John has a line with Luminous Cosmetics and he creates one of my favorite ever nude lipsticks. It's called Treble mm. and it sort of has a 90s vibe, but it truly feels like a neutral and just everyone always asks me on Instagram when I'm wearing it what nude lipstick it is. So I love that. And of course, Pat McGrath. I mean, she's like the mother of makeup. So you have to pay respect to her line. Everything is truly gold that she creates. Everything. (laughs) I always say that I love euphoria makeup as much as I love soft glam. Like I love both extremes. I agree. And it's whatever mood you're in. Like I truly believe that that's what's so fun about beauty. It just implements whatever vibe and whatever energy you're on. And Mm -hmm. it can really shift my mood and my energy. Fragrance does the same thing for me. Like I even wear scent to bed. I love what? Oh my god! I wait. Thinks it's so interesting. No, I I love that. Wear a lot of vanilla and amber scents. I swear, amazing. Sleep better. (gasps) I make my own fragrance. I should make. I'm gonna make a little essential oil one for you. Oh my god! Yeah. Wait. Okay. Because you walked in and immediately I was like, you smell amazing. You're wearing Frederick Mall today. Yeah. Okay. Who like we said your candle go tos, but who are your fragrance go tos? I know you like Byredo. Truly, so hard. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm obsessed with Kriegler. Have you? Tried what is Kriegler? Kriegler? I've never even heard of it. Amazing French, you know, fragrance. Ugh, house. The French just do Jackie everything so well. Kennedy used to wear their scents. Really, it's so luxurious. They're so amazing. I'm also obsessed with. Do you like any of the Tom Ford fragrances? Yeah, they have this extreme lavender oh i've been meaning to try that so good is the it? bottle is gorgeous i'm also really obsessed with chloe they really? just came out with a new line and it's sort of like a scent family and it's just so good they have a lot of different scents in their single note ingredients so you can court, sort of layer and apply them as you please which i, I love that really cool yeah, but the my favorite scent to wear to bed is by Erin. It's their vanilla fragrance. Wow. And I swear it just like calms me down and truly transports my 
mood and to just this this so relaxed I, i'm like obsessed with this like romantic nighttime routine you have uh, that ends with putting fragrance on you got it's so it. great no, it's so great silk pajamas okay and a silk pillowcase for my oh, hair of course of course <laughs> i would have on it of course of co- i would expect nothing less all silk <laughs> everything you're like in covered in all of the like hanahana beauty butters yes. with your fragrance oh, and on. i love body oil too i'm a body oil okay. person because yes i just think it just feels like you're giving yourself this massage in it. I love the way it feels. Yeah. I love body oil as well. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to ask you now, like what are your favorite beauty products? Because I feel like we've been talking about products this whole time. Do you have favorite beauty trends that you want to talk about? I'm just obsessed with black women. <laughs> I feel like we run the beauty sphere. Yes. Everyone we don't, you know, abide by the trends. We are mm-hmm. truly the trendsetters. the trendsetters. We've been the trendsetters for as long as I can remember. I think it's so beautiful to see all of our glory just being, there's so much light being shed mm-hmm. on who we are when it comes to hair, which black hair to me is so complex, right? It is. I wear my curls. I I know. I love your curls. Yeah. You do it all. Long, (laughs) short, bob, like. I think the versatility of black hair is so incredible. It's the best. It's a superpower. Mm -hmm. And I think black women have always viewed viewed beauty as a superpower and we've taught our daughters and our daughter's daughters the same mm-hmm. story. And I think that's so amazing. I'm just so inspired by that. I'm inspired by seeing us on the subway and down, walking down the street and, yes. you know, the supermodels and celebrities, but just like the normal woman who just yeah. looks so good. Yeah. together. Yeah. It's where I get story ideas from. Mm -hmm. I'm just so visually inspired by Black women. I think also more so than before, we've truly just used beauty as a way to express ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we aren't, we're really rewriting the rules. Totally. In terms of everything, in terms of not prescribing to like the perfect size mm-hmm. and loving and embracing our bodies to if I have a pimple, I'm going to just let my pimple come out to play and say <laughs> hello. And like, you can see it and it's fine. And I'm not filtering myself. And I think there's something so powerful about being very unfiltered. Yes. Who we are and very unapologetic. Yes. That's why I love, I love nothing more than when you post like your like bikini swimsuit photos when you're like in this, these exotic locations in Bali. Cause I can feel that you love your body and like you love your curves and like, why wouldn't you? You have a gorgeous body. Thank you. Well, interestingly enough, I've had a very sort of like complicated. Really? Okay. Tell I us. I didn't wear a bikini until I turned 23. Five really ever in public, and you're only 27. Yeah, okay. this was just two years of two bikini years wearing. Ago, oh my gosh, you have so much to catch I, up on. I know I'm ready to show skin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm just like, hello, it's me. Accept it, <laughs> you know, love it or leave me alone. I think that for so long, we've just been told how we should look, and I've always loved my body, but I just felt like it wasn't exactly where I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. But I remember 
I was working, you know, one job that was like really tough and I needed an outlet. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. I have to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And I went to a beauty event. I'll never forget. It was a Pantene event. This was back in 2016. It was a flywheel event. And I went and my favorite instructor ever, Sharika, she's a flywheel instructor. She was there and the class was so life-changing. It was like 45 minutes of no cell phones, like cycling, listening and dancing to music. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so incredible. So I just remember finding fitness and realizing it's not just about my physical health, but it's about my mental health. And it's, mm-hmm. I feel like in our days, we give so much of our time to something else. Yes. We dedicate a lot of who we are and what drives us to a bigger goal mm-hmm. that's outside of ourselves. Absolutely. And this is an hour of my day simply to better myself. That's so important. And I'm going to honor that and I'm going to keep it on my calendar and not move it yes. for any other last so important. or shoot so or important. anything. Yeah. So yeah, that has truly transformed my relationship with my body and how I approach food and how I think about how I define beauty. Yes. It's like, yes, I have cellulite and I have dimples and I have stretch marks and I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. (laughs) It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Well, this may transition into the beauty mistakes you've made, but was there ever a time where you didn't love your body or were you like over dieted or tried to change what you were? Oh my gosh. Well, for so long, I wouldn't even wear tight clothing. I didn't even wear bodycon dresses or anything. I always wanted to wear everything oversized. That's so different from you now. I know. And I, this was throughout high school and honestly, a lot of college. And I always have been mindful about my eating habits. Mm. But in terms of loving my body, it's been such a coming into my own. I remember, I'll never forget at Cosmo, I wrote a story where the headline was my size. 12 body tried on Kylie and Kendall's new swimwear line. And the story went viral because they were like, this girl wearing this line. And there are pictures of me that's still on the internet (laughs) in a dressing room with all my curves simply in these bathing suits. And I'm not sure if women who look like me or who who are made like me or even thought of when wearing that line. So I think that's what intrigued a lot of readers. Mm -hmm. And because most readers aren't the size of Kendall and Kylie. Yeah. And just being so outspoken about my size and Mm -hmm. my body. But honestly, it's not even something that I think about as much anymore. I truly wear clothes that make me feel like my best self. And I wear bikinis and I post pictures and I don't alter myself. And I think that's really important because we need more realness. Yes. Like that We need more images that aren't 
perfect. We were just talking about this. I think social media, a lot of people sort of see my life and they think they think it's it's so glamorous. And you're, but your life is glamorous. You go on these like is. incredible like mm-hmm. press trips to like these exotic places all over the. I mean, yeah, like. But there are so many in between moments. Yes, there's so a lot of hard work, feelings. Yeah, so many emotions that. I have my group chats for (laughs) my people and my tribe for I've never really been someone to seek validation on social media Mm -hmm. or sort of have like a cry for help because I I'm so grateful for the people around me who I can go to in my journal who I can write to when I'm feeling like I need an outlet And don't get me wrong, I'm very inspired by that whole movement of creating a community. Mm -hmm. If that's if there's an issue that you're working through. However, I've always just been a show don't tell person. Mm -hmm. I think it's there's something to be said about making it look easy and sort of. It's like being like a duck. You're like waiting on the water and you just look so composed and so put together, but you're, you're pedaling so hard yeah. underneath to like sort of stay afloat. stay afloat. That's just always how I've been. Just never let them see you sweat. <laughs> got this. But yeah, there's, you work very, very hard. I Thank was saying you. like, you'll be literally like in the South of France, like you'll be in the most like exotic location ever. And it looks like you're just having this fabulous time. But then I'm seeing like Marie Claire's post, like literally six new articles for Maya. And I'm like, what? And I'm so grateful for women like you who, you know, know the industry. Yeah read these stories because it can look yes like so glamorous and i'm so grateful for it and it is and this, yeah. these are moments wait can you just tell us some of the most glamorous trips you've been on because like i've seen you like on a boat like i've seen oh you God. in the most glamorous places there's so many i went to paris for the first time ever in oh south of france with dior I so dior love- just sends you an invite and they're like come it was for fashion week and it was for a new launch oh my gosh. and i was my eyes sort of sparkled i'll never forget the feeling of being there and i got to be there with my first ever beauty boss carly cardellino and she that was so surreal. Like my yeah. first trip to France with my first boss I ever worked for an assistant. It just felt oh, like But now you guys were peers. Yeah. yeah. And it was just us two on the trip together. So it was a very intimate, incredible, exclusive like access. And it just felt very surreal. It was like the universe really conspired yes. in that moment. And then I love my La Prairie family. Mm-hmm. I I went to Switzerland with them a few months ago to Art Basel, and that was incredible. Amazing. Also, people are like talking about Art Basel, Miami. You're like, please. I'm, oh, I also went to Art Basel, I'm at Art Miami, Basel with, Switzerland. With La Prairie. Yeah, it's so cool because that's where Art Basel. I yeah, I know that's like the OG birth. Yeah. And I love the whole intersection of art and beauty. Mm-hmm. Beauty is art, so it's so cool to do that. And then. Aqua de Parma, which is an amazing fragrance brand. They also make a lot of other products. Soaps and to, aftershave. Yeah, yes. I went to Italy for the first time. Oh yeah, you were in Tuscany, it. right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Was, uh, Everyone go scroll through her Instagram <laughs> and just be like, is this someone's real life? It's like you're photoshopping like the most so beautiful locations in the world. I'll never forget 
starting out as an editorial assistant, which is the first ideal entry-level job, I literally wrote down, go on your first press trip in your career. And like now I've been on so many, I can't even count. And it's, I never, ever take those moments for granted. It's like, I love sort of seeing how you can manifest things into your career. And that helps me to stay grounded and totally jaded by yeah. anything. This is a very, very special career, but it's always been more for me. I love the fancy trips and I love the exclusive celebrity access, but it's the stories and the writing. And yes. It's the art of interviewing and talking mm-hmm, to people that mm-hmm. that's what really drives me. And that's why I'm really in this career. I think it, the perks sometimes distract a lot of people. And I get so Mm -hmm. many DMs from young girls all around the world who are like, we want to do that one one day. And it's like, you got to have the passion behind to Mm -hmm. back up why you're really. Yeah. You have to do it. You have to imagine doing it and never getting to go on those trips and still want to do it just as much. Yeah. And it's so funny because that's still work. Yeah. It's like we're going and yeah. brand partnerships, whether we work with them through advertising or whether I'm developing a huge feature mm-hmm. 24 yeah. hours later to talk yeah. about why I'm there. Yeah. Whether I'm you, you're between, not there drunk. Yeah. No, I'm in out. between the itinerary, like answering my 500 box. And, you know, it's just my inbox is never going to stop. The work never stops. So it's it's amazing, but you have to stay level-headed and know why yes. you're there. When you go on those like influencer trips with other beauty influencers, do the girls talk to each other? Like, are they friendly? <laughs> I always wonder that. I like see these groups of people and I'm like, oh, this is an interesting group yeah. of people that have nothing in common except huge followings. Interestingly enough, I've only been on two major like influencer. Yeah. Packs. Where were they? Were they like revolve trips? <laughs> Well, this past trip, I just came back from Palm Springs with Coach. Oh, yeah. And there were a lot of influence at the actual event. Okay. They're nice girls. Yeah. I respect the hustle and we all talk. People were friendly. Yeah. And as editors, they want to get to know us. Of course. Yes, (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. I think that it's all not comparing yourself. Like yeah. I'm all here. I'm also just a really present person. Mm-hmm. I have an interesting relationship with showing things rather than just living in the moment. Mm-hmm. In the moment, it's always this back and forth thing I'm dealing with. I feel like just to inter- interject here for a moment, I feel like you're the queen of like going somewhere fabulous. And then like five days later, we'll get like a series of photos. Like yes. we don't, we don't like, <laughs> know, like we didn't know when you were in Bali, but like we got the Bali, like oh fo- you dropped your coffee table Bali book via Instagram, like two <laughs> weeks later and like a series of gorgeous photos. Yes. I am so big on that. I think it's the Libra in me, but yeah. balance. Yeah. I really love living in the moment and taking in the present moment and reliving it yes. through a photo diary yeah. that is Instagram. And I'm all about capturing it. Right? Yeah. So you capture yeah, yeah, the yeah. moment. But you don't share in real time. I just can't do it. Yeah. I don't know. It's so much work to do that. I'd rather like put my phone down mm-hmm. and like, have a cocktail or like relax. Yeah. And then you get to relive it when you post it, you know, a week later, which is fun. Yeah. I think it's really freeing when you're able to have a healthy balance Mm -hmm. with sharing versus simply experiencing. I think there's true bliss in that. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. So do you have any other beauty mistakes you've made in your life looking back? 
I didn't make the mistake, but I've been incorrectly foundation shade matte. Oh, yeah. Too happens. many times to count, right? Literally, it's like when people in the stores are like, oh, I'll match your shade. It's truly something that we've all dealt with. <laughs> and we still deal with and that I dealt with. I'll never forget the department stores and going up I know. to counters and trust me, these <laughs> I know. hard quote professionals who I was hoping would be able to match my skin tone. And Wait, did I, you just say hard quote professionals? Yeah, because <laughs> they need quotes around. Because if you're a professional, you should be able to work with all complexions. You should. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, you look like Casper the ghost. Like I know. I know. It's like when the neck and face don't even match a little bit. It's really. But I think also it's the department store lighting. Like you can't match your, you have to like go outside. You have iconic brows. Have you always had these like beautiful full brows and lashes? No, I am brow blessed. Yes. Brow and lash and lash blessed. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I don't do much to my brows. I have a very slow brow cycle. Okay. So. What's a brow cycle? Just how fast your brows oh, grow wow. once you groom them. Okay. And mine grow painfully slow. Okay. So I have to take my time with them. I'm so particular. I've cried over my brows before. <laughs> like when you've had them done by someone you didn't like. <laughs> yes. Or if they're too skinny. I've always been a fan of, of sort full. of the full, fluffy, mm-hmm. brushed up mm-hmm. brows. I think it's so dope and editorial and cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of brow gel. And what are your pencils. So first I love to go in with Anastasia's Brow Wiz in dark brown and stroke my brows. I just use like very small hair-like strokes. And yes. I like to backstroke my brows, which a lot of people don't Whoa. talk about as much, but it's so natural because our brows grow in every rich, which way. So if you just comb them and then you comb them back and you backstroke, you're filling in other sparse areas that you might've missed if you just kind of ah. go straight on. And I, I really want to avoid the too perfect Instagram brow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's like a matte I've been there. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I used to like conceal the shit out of my brows and it would be like, boom, like prominent looking brows (laughs) in high school. Like, oh girl, calm down. So now I just comb through a lot. Blend and brush them up. And then I love, there's so many good brow pencils. Anastasia makes a, a great one. I mean, she's iconic when it comes to brows. Yes. I love Benefit. They have beautiful brow mm-hmm. products. I also love layering brow gels on top of okay, each Okay. What are your brow gels? So first I love to tint my brows with the darkest shade. It's, I think it's called Espresso from Anastasia okay. line. And then I'm obsessed with this brow gel from It Cosmetics and it's okay. a clear brow gel. Also, if you know, you know product, but trust me, it's the bomb. Okay. And it just leaves this gorgeous shine that is like not too loud, mm. which is very subtle. And it just looks so good in selfies. Like that's why my brows look so defined because it's this, brow gel. Okay, the It Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. What are the other, like, if you know, you know, insider beauty editor products that like you just feel like... You- Ooh. people are sleeping on. Have you ever tried Inglot? 
the line? No. It's I I see it a lot. Yeah, it's been around the block for a few years, but they make one of my favorite nude lipsticks ever. Inglot. Okay. Yeah, I wrote about it a lot, Birdie, and at Mary Claire. And it's their shade number 447. They're like shade numbers. I love that you know shade numbers. Most of my guests are like, I have to like get back to you on either yeah. like 447. I'm the encyclopedia man. Yeah. Like if it works, I'm going to remember. Yeah. And that's really good. I also love repurposing a lot of products for highlighters and glow like Aquaphor, which is Ooh. one of my favorite diehard drugstore products. Beyonce used to use it to slather all over her face at night, which she told Elle back in the day. She probably doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> the, but the face I just it's gave, quoted. <laughs> okay. okay, she may have claimed she did that, but like she, yeah. Okay, who knows? yeah. Who knows? She's I'm not. Gonna, mi- she's a mystery. She is an enigma. <laughs> so I love using that like as an aquaphor as a highlighter. Yeah, well, yeah. sort of as like a glow inducing highlighter. Mm-hmm. So I'll double up on like. my cheekbones in the summer and underneath my brow bone just for the light to hit right yeah I love that where did you get that glow from girl it's three dollars in the drugstore (laughs) yes I love that I love that that's such an amazing tip yeah there are so many little hacks I just think that use products the way they work for you yes read the labels yes don't use anything that's like way too expired but make it work for you yeah there are no rules no people just need to remember there are no rules in beauty i'm using lipstick as eyeshadow yeah which is so fun it's like you create this monochromatic moment with your lipstick Mm -hmm. and your eyeshadow and even popping it on as blush so much red carpet beauty is done with all those little hacks of reimagining the purposes of products it's come to the end so i have to ask you my final question which i'm sad that this is the end but i'm excited for your answer on this because if if your nighttime routine says anything about how much you take time for yourself i think your answer to this will be interesting so when do you maya feel most beautiful i feel the most beautiful when i'm with the people that i love Mm -hmm. i think that beauty beyond the surface it's like an act of celebrating yourself. Mm -hmm. So when I say the people I love, it's when I've gone through my entire makeup routine. I've like turned on my music, spent time on my face. Mm -hmm. My lipstick of the night of the moment is on and I just feel confident and beautiful. And then I'm just like, with my friends. Yes. We have such a celebratory energy. Yes. I've seen it on Instagram. I think (laughs) one of the joys of following you is seeing how you really turn up. Like you are the girl that is in Switzerland one day, like living this very kind of prim and proper life. And then the next day, like twerking it out at a cookout with all your friends, listening to the most ratchet inappropriate music. like any like Meg the Stallion. Yeah. Like I am living your best life. I think I am a woman that contains multitudes yes. and I am professional, but I also love to twerk it down. Yes. I love to have fun. <laughs> and I love to turn off and take that time to be with the people I love. That's what reinvigorates me. That's what keeps me balanced. And I think that's where I get the most story ideas, right? Like sitting around a Mm -hmm. table with your girlfriend, like drinking wine, talking about 
anything yes. in terms of what happened at work or how mm-hmm. something made you feel. Yeah. And a lot of it, I connect back to like beauty as it relates to a cultural context or the way we live our lives. And I mean, so many of my story ideas have been birthed from group chats and girl group discussions and all sorts of real life moments. But yeah, that's when I just feel the most beautiful when yeah. I'm with people I love who are lifting me up and we are just ourselves yeah. energetically. Yeah. And I think that it's important for me. I love that you said like, you'll be on a trip and then you'll be with your friends, but I've just never been defined by a job title. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. never lived my life in a way that feels limiting. I yes. think that- I've always loved just figuring out what makes me happy. And that's how I've created sort of this energy. I think energy is the most precious thing we all have. So how I conserve that and preserve my energy is the most important thing to me. That's beautiful. And we love to see it. We love to see it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on Naked Beauty. We can do a toast with our water. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. And you have to come back. You have to come back. I I feel like maybe we can do like listener letters and people can just ask you millions of questions. Let's do it. We can just like kneel at your beauty knowledge. So down. Okay. Amazing. (laughs) You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, beauties, listen up because we love a sale. And if you want to refresh your wardrobe or your space or your beauty and skincare routine, Macy's has a VIP sale that is just in time. From now until October 2nd, get an extra 30% off regular sale and clearance items, plus 15% off skincare. Macy's has some of my favorite, favorite beauty products, fragrances, makeup, skincare, devices, which means you're getting huge savings on pretty much everything. So head on over to Macy's.com to check out the great deals. I get so excited to talk to you all about Thrive Cosmetics because I love how easy they make my makeup application experience. The Brilliant Eye Brightener is a game changer. If you're like me and you can't do complicated eyeshadow looks, you are going to love their highlighter stick, which was developed to kind of brighten and open your eyes, but you can also put it all over the lid. I use this beautiful champagne color that just looks so beautiful during the day, under light. It is truly a foolproof formula and it comes in 13 shades. 
States. It also has more than 10,000 five-star reviews for a reason. And as part of Thrive's mission, they're committed to giving back and helping other communities. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order of Thrive Cosmetics when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash naked. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash naked for 20% off your first order. Okay, now I'm coming to you guys with takeaways from the episode with Maya. She honestly dropped so much knowledge. Takeaway number one, making your cleanser a mask for your skin. I loved when she talked about keeping on your cleanser for longer than normal and actually using it as a mask. So like putting on your facial cleanser, but then hopping into your shower and letting the steam do its thing before you rinse it off. Takeaway number two, the importance of a good toner as that final step in cleansing your skin. I love a good cotton pad to make sure that I haven't left anything behind, but Maya is a big believer in toner. Takeaway number three, just creating a vibe. I loved when she talked about lighting candles and playing music and making your nighttime skincare routine really feel like a powerful ritual for yourself. Okay, takeaway number four, Maya has some go-to brands that she loves for her skincare. Renee Rouleau is one of them. She loves the acne fighting ingredients in Renee Rouleau. And she also loves Dr. Barbara Sturm's dark skin tone line. She likes their hyaluronic acid, which yes, as I mentioned, is expensive. She says it's worth every penny. And she likes the moisturizer that also has a ton of acne fighting ingredients. She also goes to sleep with fragrance on. I mean, how glamorous is that? And she swears by the Aaron's Beauty fragrance. It's Aaron's A. E-R-I-N-S. And she wears the vanilla and amber perfume every night to bed. So glam. Takeaway number five, hyaluronic acid to seal that moisture in before your final step of skincare. It doesn't matter which brand you use. Do some research online and find a hyaluronic acid that you like. I think it's a game changer. Takeaway number six, she shared some great Black-owned beauty brands that I'm excited. I didn't know all of these. She shared Lip Bar. She shared Epara Skincare, Mented Cosmetics in their neutral palette for women of color. Takeaway number seven, making sure your brows are big and fluffy. I don't have enough brow hairs to really make this trend my own, but I loved hearing her talk about how meticulously she grooms her brows, how she loves them to be big and bold, but also this backstroking technique that she mentioned, basically filling in your brows in the reverse direction so you don't miss any sparse areas. Love that technique. Also really appreciated her commitment to brow gels. Takeaway number eight, Aquaphor, taking drugstore Aquaphor. I'm sure this works with Vaseline too, but adding that to your cheekbones and under your brow bone for a sheen and a glow. What an incredible tip and so attainable and so easy to do. I absolutely love that. And takeaway nine and her final takeaway, having fun and just making time for friends. So many of us work so, so hard, right? We spend most of our time at work if we work in an office, but even if you're freelance or working for yourself, you're probably spending most of your time in front of a computer doing work. And I think 
on the weekends, sometimes it's very tempting. It's very tempting for me to want to curl up into a ball and just watch Netflix and not do anything. But when I go out and spend time with my friends, it's honestly the best feeling. So I love that Maya said she felt most beautiful, spending time with other people, making those connections, really just living life. That's all. That's what it's all about. Living life, being present, making those memories and moments that you won't ever forget. So I love that as her final last bit of beauty advice. All right, guys, those are the takeaways from today's conversation with Maya. I hope you guys learned as much as I did and feel as inspired as I do from Maya and her drive and her just overall excellence. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a glance. Let me put you in the mood. When did life start getting so complicated? Buying a home? Complicated. Home finances? Certainly not a walk in the park. Raising kids? Yeah, it's a lot. Then there's insurance. What if my policy doesn't cover this? Or what if I have to make a claim in the middle of the night? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Nice. Good news. State Farm is there for your what-ifs. You can reach them 24-7, file a claim on the State Farm mobile app, or simply call your agent to ask anything. So even if life gets tricky, insurance doesn't have to be. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today.